We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Mike Wallace spent many years covering the heat for the Herald and the Sun Sentinel and ESPN. And he has been the... uh, he has been with Grind City Media and the Grizzlies for a long time now. It, it feels like a couple of years, but it's probably bordering on eight, nine, ten years at this point. Uh, Mike Wallace, senior editor, contributor, analyst for Grind City Media at Grizzlies.com. And this dude knows more about the Western Conference than uh, all of us combined because he gets to watch John ja Memphis just about every night. So he's joining us now. Hello, Mike. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good to talk to you guys, man. It's our first time since... Uh... The new year came in, so it's a belated happy new year, but, man, always glad to be on with you guys. Always like hearing your voice, and, man, the Western Conference. So the uh, the trade deadline came and went 27 minutes ago. Western Conference has gotten incredibly interesting over the last week. <laughs> so let's start to sort it all out with you. Um, does KD and Phoenix, does that make them the team to beat in the West? You know what? I don't think it makes them the team to beat because we've done this before, man. We learned this lesson when when the Brooklyn Nets got Harden, KD, and Kyrie, and and it was wait and see and and what happened. We learned this, uh, you know, years before that when the Lakers got Steve Nash and and Dwight Howard, and we said this was going to change the West. And what happened? Nothing happened in that situation. We said it even before that uh, with the Lakers when they got Gary Payton and and Carl Malone to go along with Kobe and Shaq. they got to the finals, but they fizzled out against the Detroit Pistons, you know, almost 20 years ago now. So the, it, this this is a lot of fireworks. It's a lot of uh, hype. It's a lot of reaction. It's a lot of excitement. Um, but until this plays out on the actual court, uh, we got a lot to be seen. Kevin Durant isn't even healthy enough to play right now. Um, Devin Booker just got back uh, to that lineup. Chris Paul has been in and out, and he's 38 years old. So there's still a lot of questions there. You don't know – you know, how combustible Monty Williams' relationship, you know, with DeAndre Ayton is. So there's a lot of things going on with that team that they still have to figure out. But on paper, it looks pretty damn good. I do think uh, Denver, uh, Memphis, and and Sacramento got a wake-up call today because the West is coming. Yeah, and and does Ja care about anybody in the West now, or he's still just worried about the Celtics? (laughs) You know, you know, it's funny. It's funny because ever since he said that, you know, I think the Grizz. I don't know. I don't think the Grizzlies have beaten the Western Conference team since he said that. You know what I mean? I know. Uh, you know, the Grizzlies got swept on the road trip uh, out west. Um, you know, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and then before that, they had a one and four trip out west uh, going into Christmas. So the Grizzlies hadn't really fared well against the West, at least on the road. Um, you know, since he said that. But you know, now these teams are looking up at the top. I mean, you look at Denver. Denver's really never 
threatened to win a championship. They've always been first round good, maybe second round competitive, but they never gotten past that. You know, um, obviously Memphis is still young. They've only gotten to the second round uh, last year. And then Sacramento is a team that hadn't made the playoffs in 18 years. So that's your one, two, and three in the West now. And you, you look at Phoenix, you look at Dallas, you look at the Lakers, you look at the Clippers, all of those teams said, man, we got major, major superstar players. We got a chance to load up right now and catch one of those top seeds. And we're not afraid of them in the first round, even if we don't have home, home field, home court advantage. So I think that's why you saw a lot of activity today uh, in the West in terms of teams coming up and loading up big time. It really is interesting, though, because I watched them talk about it on First Take today where they're like, yeah, Denver and Memphis are an afterthought all of a sudden. And I'm, I'm like, you know, well, maybe not so fast. Like, let's let's wait and see how all this shakes out. But the West really did become an unbelievable powerhouse. What does it mean for the East, though? Is it now Milwaukee or Boston and then everybody else? You know, I do think, you know, Boston was already strong. I, I felt like even though when they hit a little bit of a slide, they were able to get themselves, you know, right it a, a little bit. Now we got to see, you know, what this injury means for Jalen Brown. But if he, you know, obviously it doesn't seem like there's anything too serious for him. So I think Boston is fine. They, they pretty much stood pat. You know, Milwaukee made some minor moves. They picked up Jay Crowder. I know he was coveted um, by a couple of other teams um, if he wasn't going to get traded today in the buyout market, including Miami. Um, was a place that Jay has talked about wanting to go back to as well. So I think those two teams are solid. Um, the next the next threat to me is if the Sixers can beat – they traded Matisse Dybul and, uh, and got back a couple pieces here and there. I don't know if that's going to re- really do anything for them in the standings, but I do know that once they get to the playoffs, we'll see if they can be healthy and mentally tested to get through it. Um, Cleveland is the wild card to me. Like that, that's a team that really didn't do much. I love what they have on both ends of the court. They're the number one defense in the league, and they can also put up 120 points. So them standing pat, I do think it's a four-team race uh, in the East. If you told me any one of those four teams is going to come out of the East, it would not surprise me in the least. And then there's a second tier after that where Miami, New York, you know, those kind of teams are are coming into into play in that next tier. And, Mike, what happened in Brooklyn? Like, take me through it. Kyrie just gets mad overnight. Was this lingering? Did did KD leave or want to leave because Kyrie left? Or did Kyrie leave and the Brooklyn organization, you know, Nets organization was like, hey, we might want to move KD now because we can't compete? Like, how did this come How did this come up of both these guys going somewhere within a 48-hour period pretty much? I think I think this was long-standing, Channing. I think it was a situation where Kyrie had far more influence on how the players felt, um, you know, particularly the guys like you know uh, Kevin Durant and, and James Harden and those kind of things. And you know, KD just wanted to go there and play ball. He didn't want to get involved in the politics. He didn't want to get involved in the social justice stuff. He didn't want to get involved in going tit for tat against Steve Nash and 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 uh, in the front office and Sean Marks and Joe Sy as the ownership. But Kyrie, you know, ruffled a lot of those feathers, and and Kevin Durant got caught, you know, catching a lot of strays as a result of that, and that fractured his relationship in Brooklyn. So once they finally got rid of Kyrie, it was like, okay, I asked to get out of here first, and I did everything y'all wanted me to do. I never was a headache. You know, I rescinded my trade request from over the summer. I didn't become a headache during the season. I played. I got hurt. I'm rehabbing to get back. So you all at least owe me the option to to, to get out of here if you're going to rebuild. And I think they did right by him. So that was the situation. Kyrie didn't end up at his first or second choice. He wanted L.A. or he wanted Phoenix. He ended up going to Dallas, which is a nice landing spot, whereas KD got to exactly where he wanted to go, 
uh, in Phoenix. So I think they did him a solid in that situation. It didn't have to cost him any money. He's going to go compete for a, uh, for a championship, an NBA title. And it was just a situation where it became untenable once they had to fire Steve Nash and then all the off-court backlash for Kyrie. This wasn't going to end well in, in Brooklyn uh, without them winning a championship, and you just never knew what Kevin Durant's condition was going to be when he came back, and that's where you are. Mike Wallace is with us from Grind City Media. So let me read. Obviously, you can imagine that Heat fans on social media are not happy. Um, yeah. Barry Jackson in the Herald tweeted out, Heat did not make a trade before the deadline. They have the flexibility with two open roster spots and exception money to be active in the buyout market, which is their intention. And then Clay Ferrero, here's two two tweets from Clay, who's a, a sports reporter here at Local 10. Uh, he says, all the East contenders got better in the offseason, got better-er today. And then Clay tweets this, and I'm curious what you think. He says, the Heat's big problems – Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry deals are worse than anyone could have possibly imagined. They couldn't be moved. Hero hasn't improved enough to justify the contract. The failure wasn't today. It was issuing those contracts long ago that have led them here. You know what? I mean, that's hot. You know, it's a fair statement. It certainly is something that needs to be answered or at least addressed. You know what I mean? I don't know if I would go that far you know, you always have to make decisions in the moment that you're in. And we can all play, you know, uh, uh, hindsight. You know what I'm saying? We can all play hindsight experts in that. But there were people who thought at the time Duncan Robinson got that deal that it was not going to be a deal that held up pretty well. I can't tell you that I wouldn't. If if you told me back then that, you know, you had to do what you had to do with Bam. You had to do what you had to do with Tyler Hero at that point because they were coming out of the bubble and they made that remarkable run. I don't mind either one of those deals. The Kyle Lowry one, that was typical Pat Riley. Let me go get a disgruntled point guard who's either had some injury issues, some conditioning issues, and let me see if I can apply the Tim Hardaway medicine to it and make him a lethal point guard in the league again. We've seen Riley make those kind of deals. But then when you compound that with the chase for Victor Oladipo and then re-signing him and you still haven't really gotten completely fully healthy, sustainable Victor Oladipo, it's too many gambles uh, with some guys. It's like Pat doesn't normally make that many gambles, um, and he made a lot, and some of them haven't come up. Now, if you can move off of or away from some of these guys, um, and, and for right now you just put a Band-Aid on it, it's got to be the buyout market, which means you're going to be signing guys for the rest of the season, and it has to work. But that's not an easy place to come into and play, um, especially you know with, with Jimmy Butler being you know the kind of mentality that he has. He's a hard-driving guy. Um, you know, it's hard to come in there and, and really find your role, too. So, you know, it's one of those things that's going to be challenging, but I do think I will not count out the heat as long as they are relatively healthy and have a chance to go into the playoffs with a pretty decent – if they could get to five, four, five, six, seven, somewhere in there, four, five, or six, um, I like their chances. They just have to be able to avoid Boston and possibly Milwaukee. If they can avoid those two, then I think they have a good chance that they're anywhere from, you know, matching up with three on down. Yeah, Mike, that was my question because you mentioned a few uh, a few uh, minutes ago that you see it as Milwaukee, Boston, one and two, interchangeable, Philly, and Cleveland. One of those four teams wouldn't shock you coming out of the East. I think right now Miami, obviously not thrilled with the fact that they couldn't move some of these big contracts, but thrilled that now Brooklyn doesn't seem to be a team that is going to contend and maybe Miami, if they continue to win, hopefully add a piece here with the buyout market can be the five or maybe the four seed, who knows, and and hopefully 
catch a Cleveland or Sixers team in the first round, you think they can compete with one of those teams in the first round? Yes, I, I do. I do think so because, again, as much as I like Cleveland's talent on paper, this is a team going through the playoffs together for the first time, right? So they're, they're still – you know, they can still catch a deer in the headlights moment, especially if they lose a game early at home. And then Miami, we know Miami, if nothing else, will be mentally tough and prepared uh, psychologically to go into a war in the playoffs. Um, so that, that, that's why Cleveland wouldn't scare me if I catch them, if, if Miami catches them. Philly, they're combustible. It's almost like, okay, I'll believe it when I see it from Philly and Joel Embiid and those guys in the playoffs. You never know where James Harden is going to be mentally at that point. Um, so they don't scare you either in that situation. So, you know, again, the Knicks hasn't, haven't done much of anything in the playoffs. This will be the first time for them, too. So if you're Miami, anywhere from, like I said, anywhere from three, four, five, six, seven, you catch any of that, you should be able to at least get through the first round and then give yourself a chance to get hot and catch some momentum. So it also depends on who's going to be available. Can you bring another combustible name uh, back into the mix right there? When I saw Russell Westbrook go to Utah, the first thing I thought was, dang, <laughs> Pat Riley's going to be on the phone with Russell Westbrook. That's exactly the kind of guy um, that, that he would go after to try to see if he can shake it up and stir. But Russell just doesn't spread the floor, and it would be too difficult for Eric Spostra to try to manage that in the locker room when you're already dealing with some issues that have uh, tempers have flared up uh, in that situation. You need a stabilizer more so than something that you can't really rely on. So we'll really see what they do with these two roster spots and, and the buyout market in the next couple of weeks. And, and Mike, we've seen the, the real estate market, the real estate bubble bust. We've seen the um, crypto bubble bust, the trade <laughs> market bubble right now. Bro, go Bears where it's four ones. Damn, um, Jay Crowder just got two, five, what, five twos? Five like, twos. What's going on with the market right now? Five twos for Jay Crowder. And, and then you go the other way. The, the Warriors traded the number two overall pick, James Wiseman, for five second-round picks and then turned around and traded those five second-round picks to Portland to get back Gary Payton II, who they had last year, and let him get away in free agency. So it's almost like what is going on? The market is such in flux when it comes to that. You know, there's no, you know, there's no, there's no stability anywhere in the NBA when it comes to a player's value. You're only as valuable as the one team you need to make that deal with. And if that's the case, then you'll see, you know, see it play out that way. I do like what Minnesota has done, though, because I like where they were going anyway while Carl Anthony Towns has been hurt. So for them to pick up a Mike Conley, for them to get, you know, a couple of more pieces that's going to stabilize their, their roster – and mature them a little bit more. Anthony Edwards is going to be a star in this league. He's going to be a superstar in this league as well, too. So I like what Minnesota's done. I respect what the Lakers have done because they turned absolutely nothing into something in terms of the supporting cast around, Le around LeBron. And obviously Phoenix, man, they're the team that if those guys can get healthy, they're the most lethal team that we have in the West. But don't discount, uh, you know, especially in the West, don't discount Denver because what they've been doing is real and I think the Memphis Grizzlies just have to get a little more mature, and we'll see if they can make this stretch run to keep it interesting. But the West is going to be a shootout. The East is going to be a crapshoot. And then, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. What What do you think the, the, the top four seeds end up being in the West when the season's all said and done? Man, um, I think Denver holds on, you know, because when you look at where they've done and the work that they've done at home so far, I think it's going to, it's only 25, you know, 27 games left in the regular season. So it's going to be hard for there to be much movement in the standings um, in terms of trying to catch the one or two. Right. So I think the, the, uh, the, the, the nuggets and the Grizzlies are positioned to hold on. 
I think Sacramento can be a little bit shaky. They might move down. But I really see Phoenix moving up because they're already there, and I see Dallas moving up. So I would think it's going to be, you know, Denver, Memphis, Phoenix, Dallas as your top four in whatever order, and then a little bit of separation from five, six, seven after that, and then we'll see who gets the play in, you know, the play in at the seven and the eight spots. Mike Wallace, senior editor, contributor, analyst for Grind City Media at Grizzlies.com. Who do you who do you have in the Super Bowl Sunday? I got I got Philly, man. I got to go Philly. You know what I'm saying? I love and it's more so because I got a rooting interest in, in, in Jalen Hurts. I, I love the way and it goes back to me the way he handled himself when he got benched in that game uh, way back in college, man. And all the TV cameras was trying to get him to to pout. They were you know trained on him to look thinking he was going to pout or sulk when he got pulled out of the game. He did nothing in that game but support uh, Tua, uh, who replaced him. He did nothing but cheer for his teammates in that situation. And that, that's, that showed me a level of character in Jalen Hurts that he's carried throughout all of his, you know, the rest of the way. And for him to be at this level right now as an MVP candidate, man, I want to see, uh, see him go ahead and get one. Mahomes is going to get another title. Um, he's going to have probably two or three more in his career. But uh, Jalen Hurts, I think he deserves that opportunity. Phillies, their defense, their front seven is phenomenal. Uh, they have the playmakers on the edges that can get some things done. And I think if the ball is in his hands on that last drive, uh, it's going to be a chance for Philly to take that game. I pout in that situation, just so you know. Even like when, when Crowder <laughs> when Crowder, good, when Crowder gets a live spot and, and I don't have one, I pout. I pout several times during the show every day. I'm, I'm, Great teammate. I'm a big powder in that situation. Well, you see, hey, hey I know we got to run, guys, but you see it play out in, 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 at the highest levels, too. I mean, I, I saw a, a video clip. You know, when LeBron was celebrating his, his you know, the, the, the honor of passing Kareem and the Lakers were doing their huddle thing, what, what, where was Westbrook? He was the only one not wearing yellow. He was wearing a white shooting shirt, and he was outside of the team, uh, you know, when they did the little huddle thing. And he knew that all of these cameras were going to be trained on the Lakers, and then for him to have that and the blow-up the, in the locker room at halftime of that particular game, you know, so not everybody can be a, a teammate and, and, and as, as – as we hear, you know, you got to root for your teammates, man. You got to, you know, lose yourself in the team at some point. And I, like I said, Hurt showed me something in that game, and I've been a fan of his ever since then. Not me. All about me. Always, always, <laughs> always all about me. You sound like LeBron. You're I, LeBron. I went out and bought a Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis jersey right after that game. I said, you know what? These guys are all about themselves, and uh, and I'm a huge fan. Now. <laughs> hey, well, you got you got. Then that means you got to replace your Dwayne Dedman jersey. If I do this right. Don't bring that up, Mike. I'm still saying. Mike Wallace. Yeah, you get to watch him in the West now as well. Mike Wallace. Hey, that's funny, man. We appreciate you making time for us. We always enjoy talking to you. Hey, hey, anytime. Let me say this one last thing before I get out of here, too, man. To you guys, obviously, you know I long respect everything that you guys do. I'm a fan of the show. Miss Miami so much, but I want to point out the Crowder. Crowder, man, you guys have something amazing going with that Pivot podcast, brother. I listen to every episode. I'm a huge fan of it. I've used it. I've written about it. I've quoted you guys off of it when Chris, uh, you know, when um, um, uh, Hart, Kevin Hart came here to do his concert, man, I used his appearance on y'all's show uh, to help write my piece to promote that show at our, at our venue, man. So keep doing a great job with this show, the Hawk and Crowder, and then that show too, man. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. Thank you so much, brother. And um, we had Ja on. Ja's a great young man, bro. So, that you know, we crossed paths with Grind City at the Pivot. We crossed yep. paths with the Ja interview, man. But a guy like you, a respected guy that's been in this your whole life, man, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime. You guys take it easy, man.
This, this didn't sound like anything about me here in the last, like, 90 seconds. I'm not exactly on, certain LeBron. what is going on. In fact, I'm turning my back to the show. LeBron, you want to take a shot? Take a shot, LeBron. Hey, LaHawk. LaHawk, take a shot. <laughs> here goes your ball. <laughs> I love portraying myself as that guy, but I think I am that guy. <laughs> But there's truth in all jokes, they say. I think I might be that guy. I didn't like when he was complimenting your podcast. (laughs) We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.